Hi there, I'm Father Matt Face. And I'm Amanda Vernon. This is We Should Pray. The podcast where we discuss how prayer transforms tragedy into comedy. Today we're talking about assuming best intent, which is a topic I've really enjoyed exploring on social media. Oh yeah? Recently. Um, yeah, and I found that others have been asking me, like, can can we can I hear more about this? Or they've never heard that phrase before. So yeah. now we spend an entire podcast discussing it, laughing about it. And, and if that doesn't sound intriguing, just wait. <laughs> Vanity, vanities. We should pray. We should pray. Assume best intent. Ooh, that's important. It's our theme for today. Something I aspire to. Yes. And something that's really simple nowadays because our culture is just constantly. Be- Falling over itself, assuming the best intent. Yeah, like we anybody who's has like a different viewpoint than we have, we're like, oh, it must be Probably. because you know they mean well. Yeah, they they have my best interest in mind, but they have just had different experiences. <laughs> Would you say it's safe to to um, describe our culture right now as a culture of offense? I, yeah, I find it taking offense. I find it's never safe to describe our culture. <laughs> I'm offended you even suggested that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't say it was an offensive culture. <laughs> well, oh, good point. Oh, yeah. Not not an offensive culture, but a culture of offense. Of taking offense. Of taking maybe. offense. Absolutely. Remember when you worked at college? I do remember working at college. One of the words you taught me from college was microaggression. Oh, boy, oh, goodness. Yeah. Which to me sounds like a small offense. Yeah, you'd think it'd be a small a deal. small aggressive offense. <laughs> yeah. Destructive. What is... Okay, I don't even want to get into what that means. What I want to ask you is like around, 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 <laughs> around that topic. Mm-hmm. What if you get offended by someone else being offended? Ooh, yeah, no, that's... um, What would that be called? Secondhand offense? If you get, like, offended on behalf of someone else. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Like, these people are offended, and I'm offended that you offended them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because there's two different ways there. Are you talking about, like, I'm offended that... I'm offended at you because you were offended of me? Like that? Oh, that's actually what I meant at first. But but then once you said, like, what about on behalf of somebody else? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I started thinking about, like, look, there's this group of people over there. I think they're offended. Yeah. So, therefore, I am also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, th- I think those are two very real and very different pieces to this, right? Because, like, um, <laughs> there, there's a lot of people acting yeah. offended on someone else's behalf okay, yeah. without actually checking if that person's offended or not. So that would be the secondhand yeah. offense. Like, like I'm presuming that that's going to offend someone else. Yeah. So they didn't I'm say mad anything at you. Probably because they're too sad to say anything. So I it didn't, will. It didn't hurt my feelings, but like it could have hurt someone else's. It's kind of fun to play that role. Okay. So then what's Oof. the the other one? The other one is like where you, you can, you can get into a, uh, an offense 
a passive aggressive offensive war. Oh, codependency. <laughs> oh. I know about this. We know oh, about this. Oh, codependency. <laughs> yes. I mean, that's what it is, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, it is. Like, well, I'm offended that you said that. Well, I'm offended that 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 you were assuming. That. And yeah. so you can like, well, who's the most offended? That's the person who wins. <laughs> what about, um, is there a difference between being offended and just being mad, just getting mad? Um, yeah, one resolves a problem. <laughs> <laughs> the, okay, there's there's some differences. Yeah, I, I would say there's definitely. But you could be mad while you're offended. You, what if? <laughs> yeah, I mean, both can coexist in you as a person. Of course, we can have more than one emotion. Coexistence, codependency. What if you're? What if you enjoy being mad? No, let me say this. Well, what if you like ranting? <laughs> what if you just feel? What if it? What if it's like a release? You just rant. You just like, oh, you're just venting. You're just getting it off your chest. You're from the East Coast. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. This is the way we could assume best intent. They're just probably from the East Coast. They. <laughs> I mean, there's a there's a lot of. I a love lot you to guys. Interpret there. I love you. What do we call them? East Coasters. Yeah. East- I love you, all of you listening. And if you happen to be from the East Coast, I hope you understand my best intent. My intent to assume the best about your culture. You no, go. so, okay, here's the thing, though. Seriously, we've, we've mentioned this a little bit on the show because you lived in Boston for mm-hmm. a while, and I've toured out there a good amount. And it does seem like there is this culture of, like... um a tendency to like tell a story because it's a rant. Like, listen to what happened to me the other day. Mm-hmm. And then it's like this terrible thing. <laughs> yeah. And then the person's like, oh, and I like being from the Midwest where we don't like, 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 um, obviously air grievances. It's either like passive aggressive or you wait <laughs> till you're behind closed doors. <laughs> yeah. Like, we would like, I just would never do that. Like, there would always be, like, some point, like, let's resolve this. We're going to take action mm-hmm. on this, mm-hmm. on this, you know, problem that I have. Like, that's why I'm sharing it. See, it's, like, getting my excuse, right? Yeah. But out there, I feel like they just, like, cut to the chase. They're just like, this is a terrible thing. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think the, the best the best use of the, a good, uh, <laughs> a good New England rant is... um. In your experience, in yeah. your personal experience, exactly. so as not to offend anyone. Exactly. It the best the best use of it is when it's like I was upset by this thing, and like let me express how much this annoyed me. Uh-huh. But it's not it's not like demanding anything from anyone else from the listener. It's just an expression <laughs> of how this made me feel. Okay. You know, or like how I'm dealing with this situation. Right. Sounds fun. Let's yeah. just leave it right there. Let's just leave it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's so many there's so many things to say okay offended. you know you and i you and i yeah. have ha- have needed to assume the best intent of each other many times many 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 times many and times. again that could be challenging because we are different you and i yeah what no, yeah there's a lot of differences between us name and, one. Oh man our lipstick <laughs> um so thankfully <laughs> no, um, I know somebody's listening who's going to be like, he's wearing lipstick. You're not. I'm, I'm just not. clarifying I'm for not. anyone. Which is the joke because she has it on and I don't. Okay, thank you. Yeah. All right, so, no, but <laughs> even even in our, in When God Wrecks Your Romance, in mm-hmm. our book, we, we, there's this scene where I was, I was looking back over this the other day 
and um, we're getting ready to meet up and talk like when you were in college mm-hmm. and your inner dialogue is like, okay, be relaxed. We're adults. This is normal. Mm-hmm. And my inner dialogue is, so it begins. <laughs> <laughs> How to bring up the past. Mm-hmm. This is so weird. You know, it's like our thoughts are... Very different. Opposite. Yeah. It's like we're speaking a different language sometimes. Sometimes. Speaking of different languages, um, I was at church and I was receiving communion. Mm-hmm. And, well, I had a mask on because at this point, um, okay, yeah. we were all wearing masks. I hope by the time this comes out in the future, we won't need that. Anyway, so I was wearing a face mask and um, it seems evident that people cannot tell that I'm African-American at all like when I'm wearing a face mask because it's all speaking of offensive it's all <laughs> it's all the lower half of my face it's like a nose my mouth these are like the definitive you know like uh features where you can tell like I have some African ancestry well when it's just my eyes like it's anyone's guess mm-hmm. and so <laughs> Selene comes up and she's she's administering you know, the the Eucharist, okay, yeah. so I'm praying, and she says to me, Cuerpo de Cristo. <laughs> and I was like, excuse me? <laughs> you like assume I speak Spanish over here? <laughs> Which I mean, I do. do. <laughs> oh, that's, that's so delicious when you can get offended at something that's true. <laughs> but like racial profiling in mass? Okay. Also, um, changing the subject. <laughs> so David, when we... <laughs> When we first got married, I started cooking because it seemed like the right thing to do. I didn't really cook prior, um, but, but like, like now that you're married, like now that I I'm married, cook. yeah, it's because like my mom cooks all the time every day. At that point, I was homeschooled, so she was just like we were all homeschooled, seven kids, and she would just cook these huge meals, like mm. big pans of enchiladas, big pans of lasagna. It was mostly like Mexican food and Italian food. No, we're not Mexican, but I'm Mexican in my heart, and I do speak Spanish. Well, anyway, that so minister saw your heart. <laughs> oh, so then, um, so I was just like, I, I gotta. What should I do? We were like, I w- we were living together um, now because we didn't live together up until our wedding and so we moved into this house together and i'm like um i just felt like you know like nothing was like normal as i was used to so i'm like i need i just need to cook so i would cook these huge portions of like we'd be eating enchiladas for like a week straight (laughs) it was like your mom's recipe yeah my mom's recipe every enchilada recipe there's no like here grab a mini pan (laughs) 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 but i would make you know my mom's meals manicotti but then david would like come home or whatever and we'd be like eating and he'd say something to me like do you think this could use like a little more salt? And oh man. You took I that well? Did not take that well. Like I just would start crying. And um and then I realized my mom does that too. <laughs> <laughs> I realized like I would never ask my mom about her her meal. Like I would never critique my mom's food. Mm. And I don't I, I I have a sense that that is also um somewhat typical in like Italian culture at least italian american mm-hmm. cultures like you're taking so much pride in your food and you express your love through the food that you make and if you're like oh hey maybe we should tweak that or less olives or something it's like oh yeah you know that's like like a comment on the person yeah not on the you're saying i don't love you enough like no i'm saying like a little more pepper <laughs> well yeah but you know like i took it personally because um yeah 
I'm going to blame that on my family. So then I, <laughs> but you know, it's out of character though, because usually I take everything as a compliment. Yeah. I remember my friend Josh in high school, he told me, he told me that. He was the first one who described that about me. He's like, Amanda, you take everything as a compliment. And I was Thanks. like. Thanks. Yeah. That's what he said. <laughs> you take everything as a compliment. Thank you. Even if somebody's mad at me, I take that as a compliment. I'm like, they're spending their emotional energy thinking about me. Wow. And I'm just like, I'm grateful uh, to occupy that kind of place that would call for that much emotion. That's an interesting spin on that. Yeah. I was thinking that we could pray and ask the Holy Spirit to guide us. That. To. So that we can be more offended and judgmental. So we can be less offended Ah. And less judgmental, uh, and more loving. Those sound like good things. So we could we could we could think of others um, in the best light. Mm. And so then I I did a little quick search for like like an invocation to the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And then what I found <laughs> in Spanish, <laughs> invocación al Espíritu Santo. Mm-hmm. And it's my video, it's my song, okay, that I recorded when I was 15 years old. Yeah. I'm going to play it for you. I still had my Midwest accent at the time because, like, I learned Spanish fluently in high school. So, I was progression. And so, you can hear that. But what's interesting is the song is Vive Jesus. It's Jesus Lives. But it's the invocation of the Holy Spirit, which is like, okay. But they put... So... You did not upload this video. I didn't upload the video. Okay. But it's Somebody else found my song, put mm-hmm. it on their YouTube channel. This is like way, I mean, this was when I was 15, which wasn't like that long ago. But it was, it was <laughs> long ago enough that people were using CDs primarily, and I hadn't even uploaded my songs to the internet. So they found my CDs. They somehow. probably bought your CD and then, and then ripped the song yeah. from it. Yeah, put it on their channel. And then they put this prayer over like some image imagery and of like Jesus, and it's kind of like bloody, and so it's like his like crucifixion. Yeah. And then so it's like a prayer to the Holy Spirit. So it's like my song about Jesus living, Jesus Jesus saves, and then like a prayer about the Holy Spirit. And um, it really hit on YouTube. It was um, there's like almost half a million views. It's really funny. What? People will watch. Okay, can we see this? Can we see this clip, please? Senor. Yeah. Senor. It's in my nose still. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's. I mean, so, the images were a bit heavy-handed. So I thought maybe we could. It's culture. Realist. I yeah. thought we well, could. Then <laughs> maybe. Um, that, that got me thinking about songs about the Holy Spirit, specifically about the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. and um, like like "Come Holy Ghost." Yeah, you know that one. It's I classic. mean, there's a lot of those, but yes. Yeah, you know one like called "Come Holy Ghost." Um, I a do. Few. Okay. I, yeah, I know a few. I sang a, a version of "Come Holy Ghost" to Sarah. Mm-hmm. She's four now, but this was when maybe a few years ago mm-hmm. she could talk. But she was like, I was still holding her, putting her in her crib to go to bed. But it said something about "Come Holy Ghost," and she's like, "Ghost," and I'm like, "Yeah, like the Holy Ghost, like the Holy Spirit." She's like, "Ghost? God is a ghost?" I'm like, "Well," <laughs> and she's like, 
Is it under the bed? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, God's everywhere. There's ghosts <laughs> under the bed. <laughs> so I changed the subject. <laughs> I recently recorded this song for my patrons. And so there's like three verses and there's like piano and like singing, mm-hmm. singing, singing it out. Yeah. I thought maybe for today I'll just like not bring the piano in. Although, I wonder if it could fit here. On the top of the I mean, table. it could. I think I wouldn't fit with it. <laughs> what if we put it out here, and then while Which you're speaking, I could switch into that, like, full house tone of, like, you know, like, put the, like, sappy music on in the background while you, like, say something. Yeah, you could have asked me, I mean, it would work to connect the piano. <gasps> okay. Stay tuned in our next Stay episode. <laughs> I might do that. You know that I'm. I'm yeah. yeah, no, that's. I would not be surprised if that like happens. Like, if you're, if next you're speaking longer than have, I want you to, I'll just like start playing. Play me off. We'd have to rearrange the camera probably if you're standing up and stuff. Mm. But if you're just sitting down. Yeah, or we could put it on the side. I'll just turn to the side. This, this is what the discussions about this podcast look like <laughs> in real time. So <laughs> if you ever wondered, if you want like a back backstage <laughs> look, this that's is what it is. It. Yeah. Yes. The backstage look in real time. We should pray. We should pray. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Come, Holy Ghost, Creator blessed, and in our hearts take up thy rest. Come with thy grace and heavenly aid. To fill the hearts which thou hast made. To fill the hearts which thou hast made. Amen. Amen. So I saw the lady mm-hmm. at a church who, you know, said Cuerpo de Cristo. See? Si. During communion. Yeah. Mm-mm. And I, I overheard her talking to somebody else and she was speaking Spanish fluently to them. And the thing was that like I thought, I for sure thought she was like this white American lady because she had white hair and like white, you know, like she was light skinned and she also was wearing a mask. Yeah. And like, and so that's why I was like, so I was like, my initial reaction was to be offended because she or she is talking to me in Spanish. (laughs) But she probably talks to everybody in Spanish. Yes. So who was racial profiling? <clears throat> I mean, just for a second. And then I prayed about close. it. I prayed. <laughs> Good. You prayed about it. That's important. That's the quote that keeps on giving. <laughs> it certainly does. I also realized into our marriage, a few weeks into our marriage, that David loves to talk about food. Like, he, love, he loves to talk about mm. food. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, when he was asking me about, like, how much salt was in the food... He was like trying to be close to me, like, let's talk about this. 
great, amazing topic. Yeah, like the process of it. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> really get into it. What What are the ingredients? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, that's- so not like critiquing and like wishing it were elsewise. Yeah, or like personally attacking me. <laughs> <laughs> Good. It's a good realization. <laughs> like the f- he didn't equate my value with the taste of the food. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Which is great and actually a huge relief to realize. So mm-hmm. thankfully, I, we did work through that very quickly because I knew it was not going to work for every time for, that he asked a question about my cooking for me to like start crying and be upset. So So then I made all the other meals. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I mean eventually. <laughs> <laughs> it took some time. <laughs> but that time that time where you would make the meals. Yeah. That was nice. <laughs> It is nice when somebody makes a meal for you. Yeah. But you know, David, I mean, our in our different cultures in our family, the way that we approach food is so different. Like my, you know, my dad, his his dad, so my grandpa Ken grew up um in in poverty and was went hungry sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so then when when he had a family and a huge family, I mean like 14 kids, when he was able to provide and put food on the table every single day, my huge. dad said like during mealtime, often a tear would be rolling down the face of my grandpa because he was so grateful yeah. that there was food, right? That's beautiful. And then so for me, like the way that I was raised is like, you gotta be grateful we even have food. Mm. <laughs> so like, <laughs> I would personally, now like as, as we grew up, you know how the rules kind of get lax after a while as the kids. Are you are you speaking as an oldest? Yeah, about- me as the eldest, noticing that the way my parents raise my younger siblings is different. Are you assuming? Than the way that they raised me. And best intent. It could be the best for the kids because they could have more fun. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very, dad, I'm proud of you. My dad, the Mick Shaheen method was much different. <laughs> oh, yeah. Than that. So he At taught a restaurant? us. You go to a restaurant. If they give you something and, and you don't like it, like you got to be brave enough to tell the server. Like if they messed up your order, like it's like a moral like, obligation. He'd be like, you know, it'd be like, you know, out, you know, in the woods training your child how to survive. It's like, <laughs> he'd be like, all right, go, son, go, son. You know, just they got do, this wrong. He'd tell me, you know, how to sort of you know raise the finger. You know, oh, yeah. in the rest in the restaurant, it's like, oh, I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> You're like, <home>. excuse me. <laughs> Goodness, that's amazing. Like, uh, there's, you know, he's like, go ahead, David, don't say it, don't be shy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because we didn't want to, you know. Yeah, oh yeah, no, it's <laughs> but, fine. But he would get us, you know, um, he would train us. Right. And like, look, we paid money to come out to eat, and like, so why you have like, don't don't get food that you don't enjoy. And and he would always say, like, we're we're I think doing a favor my, as he well. My mom, well, oh, too, because yeah. now she's very, she's also on that train too. Yeah, which I don't think she she used to be. Right. Yeah, but this, you know, this Syrian American family where so many of I was going to say so many of the events, all of the events include food oh, yeah. and like gathering together like, around the food. Like the event is and the great excuse. Pride. It's the the event it, is the excuse to eat food. <laughs> to eat the food. Yeah. Yeah. 
together. I mean, is that someone's like birthday or something? Can we can we gather and eat? Right? <laughs> we just need a reason so we can gather together and, and so, eat food. You know, at first when I would spend time with David's family, I just felt so I felt like this is ungrateful. Like this would be ungrateful of me mm. to say because they're like, "Do you like the meal?" I'm like, "Yeah." Like, a, is that a question? <laughs> can I? Wait, Do what? you want to change anything about? It? And then I would notice that we would talk for twenty minutes about like a, a dish that some <laughs> like somebody's like, "You know what I made the other day? I made these grape leaves," and everyone's like, "What?" Did you boil? What you put in them? The, yeah, like, like yeah. Would, did you try like more cinnamon this time? And you know, now and be so, quiet and eat your raw meat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'd have like meat wrapped inside of meat. Anyway, so they, um, that was to realize though, like what a big part of the culture it was to like mm-hmm. take pride in the food and to like spend time and attention talking about yeah. it and preparing it um and you can you can help the restaurant by letting them know what they're doing well or not um or not people fired (laughs) yeah okay they're bad at their jobs yeah oh my goodness but my dad my dad has called the manager a few times yeah can we keep the manager over here i mean sometimes for good though compliments Ah. compliments to the chef there was one time when our families met at a restaurant, my parents and siblings, and then David's parents. We didn't plan it in advance. We just all happened to be there at the same time. And David's dad was like, why don't we sit together? And my dad, you know, my dad being the like, at least you be grateful that you have food. And also just like, I would say like very like hyper aware of like people's sort of <clears throat> expectations in a in a restaurant setting mm-hmm. with his kids there. Um. David's dad is like, let's put these tables together. My dad's like, I, I, I don't know if we can just, we can't just. Move I don't know tables. if we can just move tables. <laughs> yeah. And all of a sudden, the tables are being moved. My dad's like, okay, okay all right, we're just yeah, sitting we down. Had, we did a lot of experience with that. <laughs> just moving things around yeah. in a restaurant, yeah, like, like really nilly. Let's just. We need to make sure everyone has a spot. <laughs> Pretty sure the tables are there for a reason. <laughs> but see, but with this, like, to assume best intent. I mean, it's if you think about. It's hard enough, like even in our own families, you know, the the blend of cultures that are exist within like mm-hmm. uh, one family, like David and me and our and our families. Um, but it's such a gift to be able to to look and and rejoice in the differences, yeah. rejoice in our variety of opinions and like preferences and um and. And I was going to ask you, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> how do you, I was going to say, how do you come to assume the best intent? But I was also going to ask you, how, how do you like people? Like, how, it seems like you like most of the people who you meet, like genuinely yeah. you like them. And um, I was just wondering if you have any like tactics, not that it's like a well, strategy, but maybe a strategy. Do you, do you know what I'm getting at? Yeah. Yeah. So I think first of all, um, like generally, I don't like people. Groups of people. Groups of people I don't like. <laughs> Not if individuals. It, if there's a crowd of people, I probably don't like them. You'd and prefer- I have to I have to struggle to like that crowd of people. Okay. Um individuals though. Yes. Ah. Oh, I never thought about that. Yeah, so I think um for me that's that's a, a hugely important piece, right? It's like recognizing this person as an individual. Mm-hmm. And like they have a whole bunch of stuff about them that I don't know. And like some obvious things that I do know, depending on the circumstance of which I'm meeting them for the first time or I've known them for a while or whatever. Um, there's always like some things that we know, but a lot that I don't know. Mm. And um, and I think 
like with all of those pieces that I don't know, just first off trying to um, make the most positive connections there, yeah. right? Like what what could be the reasons that this they're acting this way or they're doing this thing or whatever else? And um, and I, I I like that kind of like creative thought, and then um, mm-hmm. so it's easy to like come up with a whole bunch of scenarios, which I know aren't right. But like they they could be, or it could be like touching on the truth or whatever else, and then and then it's like a little bit of a mystery and de- like detective work of like trying to figure those pieces out, right? Like mm-hmm. what like what is the actual reason are these things? Uh-oh. Yeah. Because also what, what that helps me do, um, and I have to do that actively because I'm I can be given to be rather judgmental. Um, is it? It reminds me like no 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 that's that's like a scenario that could be. But I do not know that. So, yeah. so like that helps me from being too judgmental mm-hmm. because like I don't, I don't know. So maybe like, maybe it's something that maybe it's worse, but, right. but maybe it, you know, it yeah. helps me from getting too like pigeonholing them too much. Right. That reminds me of uh, a friend of ours uh, who he, he was a, a speaker and a retreat leader mm-hmm. and he also would dress in character sometimes for his presentations. Mm-hmm. And so he would dress as a homeless person mm-hmm. and um, re- kind of ripped clothes, not not cleanly. Um, sort Disheveled. Of, yeah. Um, b- these big glasses so you couldn't really recognize some of his features and a, a hat. And and then he would, he would go into like a church mm. um, and the staff would know but the congregation yeah. wouldn't. And then he would see like how they would interact with him mm-hmm. versus how they would interact with him when he'd walked in dress clean and yeah. <clears throat> and ready and they and they expect him to give the presentation. Yeah. And so then he would he would co- comment on that. Oof. And I actually when when we lived in Grand Rapids, I invited him to join me for a retreat at our home parish, which was at the time the Cathedral of St. Andrew in downtown Grand Rapids. And um it's it's an urban in an urban setting in Grand Rapids, mm-hmm. um, and so there are there are quite a few homeless people like living right right around anyway, mm-hmm. and it was so beautiful actually to see how the community was welcoming to him. Yeah, and he was so impressed by that. Um, but they were stunned because then he he went out of character. He comes up first and his voice is gruff yeah, and he yeah. tells the story and then he like takes his hat off and his you know yeah his glasses off and explains he's like that was me earlier who you saw there oh man you know like mm-hmm. so but he he gave this definition of prejudice which which stuck with me and he was saying that like it's um it's essential and something that we're going to naturally do to prejudge a situation a new situation mm-hmm. that you walk into and um, you, you have to make a, a judgment call as to what this situation might be, whether you're meeting someone new, mm-hmm. going to a new place. And he said, like, that's that's a natural thing to do, and it helps keep us not safe. Not a bad thing. Right. It's not, you know, it's not a bad thing to do. He said, he said where we, um, to, to paraphrase or how I understood his message was, like, where it can become problematic for us is when we stay yes. locked into... Yes what we assume it's going to be mm-hmm. our our best guess our prejudgment instead of being open to see like what is the reality of the yes. situation let yeah, me exactly. learn you know 
as I go along. And so I think like when it comes to assuming the best um, of other people, um, that helps me as well to like realize like the, the lady at church, like my first guess is like, oh, maybe she's she's assuming these things about me. Mm-hmm. But I need to follow that right up with, well, there could be all of these other factors, yeah. you know, um, and like keep my, <laughs> to use that example of church, keep my eyes and ears open, realize like, oh, she speaks Spanish to everyone. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I see. So your your strategy is, you know, come in with high expectations so that they'll just be lowered over time <laughs> as opposed to like be on guard. And then you're like, oh, they're not so bad. <laughs> Well, <laughs> I mean, that can be a piece of it, <laughs> but no, 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 you're not as bad as I thought. Yeah. Okay. How, how can, how can we, how, well, how are we asking a how question yeah. now? Yeah. I'm just asking all the questions yeah, these that's days good. on the podcast. How can we assume the best intent of others? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that a good question? That's actually a great question. I, I don't know. I have a note here. This is Holy Spirit with an exclamation mark. Oh, I don't think the Holy Spirit is anything. To do. I'm just I, kidding. Honestly. I'm, <laughs> I'm Holy... thinking of like the phrase that's coming into my mind is be like optimistically cautious. Ooh, that's good. Yeah, you say know? more about that. Like cautious isn't my favorite. You don't want to be a fool because I, I suppose in some rare situations you could get in trouble. You know, mm-hmm. you're mm-hmm. in a you know in danger, but you're like, oh, the person's fine, and then you don't want to have what I've heard called as an optimism bias. Yeah, you know, where because things are always going well, so nothing ever bad's going to happen, mm-hmm. and then you get taken advantage of. But maybe, what did I say? Optimistically cautious. Yeah, yeah. But I, I bet it's kind of a temperament thing too, because um, right. some people are. I think there is a cautious temperament, right? Right, uh, right, exactly. Yeah, that's probably looking at you, David. Probably more of what looking I lean towards. At you. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think along with that too. Um, I think it's really important to be um, like to, to assume that like the best intent or positive intent or whatever, when we have the temptation to be offended by someone or like hurt by someone's actions, right? Like, was that a personal attack on me? I mean, maybe they were trying to be a jerk. Mm -hmm. Maybe this person was really trying to like um, wound me personally on purpose, but probably They weren't, right? Yes, yes. Okay, yeah. Like, I like this like, direction. Probably I like this direction. they weren't trying to offend me. Or like they didn't understand what I was going to make, but, the connection but, that I but was going like, to make. But even to take that even further, even if they were trying to hurt me, mm-hmm. yeah, to recognize that they've been wounded first. Yes. To realize like, I don't know what happened to this person in their childhood or recently or what, what set them off on that path to mm-hmm. be so hurtful. Mm-hmm. But like it helps me to to forgive yes. and to love the other person, and and that's the point. Like that that I'd like to to end with is that God calls us to love, Absolutely. and so if we're talking about like assu- assuming anything about anyone, it's it's helpful to the extent that it that it leads us into God's love, mm-hmm. and to to being generous with God's love for, toward others. And so I think like <clears throat> one one way that I that I've heard of like how how to to love like to love someone else as I love myself mm-hmm. is not like that I <clears throat> think 
it's not that I'm like have all of this self love and I think like I'm so perfect and therefore then I need to think somebody else is perfect. Mm -hmm. But rather, I mean, I do think that about myself. (laughs) (laughs) I know you're thinking that. Very, very honest. (laughs) Okay. So no, but, um, yes. Um, so (laughs) 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 rather it's that when, when I recognize shortcomings in myself, I also know all of the extenuating circumstances around those shortcomings. I'm like, yeah, you know, I might get like easily offended about the food, but my mom's Italian. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I was raised like this. And And I worked so hard and I didn't even know how much salt to put in. I haven't even cooked this meal before, you know, so I know all of the, all of that. And like, we're newly married trying to, you know, um, acclimate emotionally. And so it's, it's sort of like, I, I heard that, um, that is can be one way that we love ourselves is by recognizing all of like all the, of the things that go into it. Yeah, exactly. And so, how can I love somebody else like that? Is also realizing, okay, maybe this person did hurt me or hurt someone else, mm-hmm. and yet I can forgive, I can love, and I can recognize the dignity of this other person. Yeah, um, yeah. Whether it was an an accident or whether they even. Mm-hmm. Or intentionally hurtful that you know there's there's probably many other factors yeah. going on here that I that I I can't see in this moment. Yeah, exactly. And then in in either case, whether they like were doing it on purpose because they wanted to be mean, or accidentally, in either case, if you can assume that best intent and respond from a place of love, that's gonna that's gonna help them more, right? Like if someone is trying to be mean and your reaction is to be offended, well, that, like that they're not gonna. Stop mm-hmm. being mean. That's probably what they were looking for, right? Like they're, yeah. you're reinforcing their that, that right. behavior. Where, or, you know, if it was an accident, like you're able to teach them like, hey, this. Right. Or even able to. Um, love them, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 And yeah, it can, we can only get to that place, right? The times the time that I, I'm able to do that, it's not because like I'm so great at that. Um. We can only do that with the Holy Spirit, right? with God's grace, uh, by acknowledging God's love and action in our lives. That's the only way we're going to be able to keep responding with that love and that grace that's necessary. Um, and the beautiful thing is then, right, like we're, we're reliant upon God to be able to do that. And if we're reliant on God, um, he's going to supply that. Um, he's not going to command us to do a thing and then not give us the tools to do it. So we absolutely need to be open to the Holy Spirit um, you know, to open our our eyes and our minds, our hearts to be able to see the truth or to see past you know the little lo- boxes we create, um, and to even just have the grace to uh, to remember to do that, to desire to do that. Amen. Thank you to everyone who supports us here. Uh, if you followed us this long, then you've been assuming the best intent. So thank you. Keep that up, please. Right on. I'd like to thank Amanda Vernon patrons, those friends and family members and... Uh, awesome people all exactly, over. Exactly, all over the world who support my work as an artist, as a recording artist, as a writer, and as a host of the show along with Father Matt that we can continue to share our faith and our witness 
Um, if you'd like to become an Amanda Vernon patron or to learn about the rewards that go along with signing up, visit amandavernon.com patron. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God.